It was the scene with the parachuting cars. We'll be right back with a lot more Face the Nation, including our political panel. And our own John Dickerson returns, so stay with us. Let's go suck some toes. The Pilsner Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to episode 39 of the Pilsner Podcast. It should be episode 40, but somebody had herpes. Damn it, Andy. (laughs) My name is Tim. I am joined here with, uh, well, I had a good nickname for him this afternoon, but I forgot to write it down, so I'm just going to say Corey. Hey, how's it going? (laughs) Where's where's, uh, the third? Where's Assy Andy? Where's the third? Uh, he called and hung over. Yeah. Should we razz him about that a little bit? What days do we record this podcast on, Corey? I was thinking it's Wednesday, right? Yeah. Which means that last night was Tuesday night. And, um, is he in college? Last I checked, no. Okay. Because <laughs> what time did he text us? 3 p.m. And said, I just got up, I'm hungover. AF. <laughs> hungover AF, I'm not potting tonight. Which, that's kind of a gross verb. Right. I don't like that. Yeah. Instead of, I'm not going to join you, it's, I'm not potting. Yeah, that's, he's, <laughs> are we doing the pod tonight? That's his typical, uh, he does use pod as a verb, which is fine. Andy's got his own language sometimes. So, yeah, so Andy, last night, I know that last night was the start of the men's golf league in town, so that probably explains. I was going to ask my dad if he saw him there. Why he drank himself to the point of sleeping until three o'clock on a Wednesday, which and then how lucky are you that you can that you have that option? And then canceling his plans for four and a half hours later, like knowing at three o'clock, like yeah, I'm done for the day. I've been there, but I still went through with my plans. You know, and he's okay. So he works for his girlfriend's parents. So he said, you know, that's one of the reasons you can do it is because he's sleeping with the boss's daughter. Um, yeah, but he goes, you, all you got to do is do that, Tim. I go, gross. Yeah. No, none of you guys got that. Well, I got it. Oh, my boss is my dad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I got it. Um, I just wasn't going to make that joke considering that your sister's pregnant. So I wasn't going to. That's even another level. I wasn't going to go down that road. Um, you know, but. Andy, if he'd have been thinking, he could have very well used the excuse of been like, hey, guys, uh, I had a late night last night. Uh, I'm going to work late because I got a late start today. 
And he could have left it at that. And we probably would have razzed him a little bit. So props to him for being honest and at least telling us that he's just a drunken piece of shit. And I don't see the stigma in just saying, now nah, I'm hungover, not coming in. However, I will not, like, I won't use a sick day. I'll use a vacation day if I need to take the day off. Because it's just, you should have that under control by now. More so it's kind of like a punishment to myself as I burn a vacation day. Yeah, that's a good good <laughs> that's, way that's to look at it. how I do it to myself. So, it, like, you're at your job, you have separate vacation days and sick days. Yep. They're accumulated separately. Okay. Yeah, I get a certain amount of vacation days, and then it's just honor system sick days. Yeah. And we haven't had to change it yet because nobody really nobody abuses, abuses it. it. Yeah. Right. It's, it's a small company. So Yeah. And it's also, it's really hard for me to fake sick. Because your mom and your grandma would be over here, like, bringing you chicken soup. And and my father is my right. <laughs> boss. Right. That, too. But So, nobody's faking around here. Yeah. However, in college... Yeah, then it was easy. I had relatives die twice in the same semester. <laughs> <laughs> I got a funeral. I got a funeral. <laughs> I just read a story about how there was a college, a smaller college that they noticed, or no, it was a professor that posted that when she taught a specific class at 8, 8 a.m., she dealt with, like, tons of dead relatives, dead grandmas, whatever. And then the following semester, she the class was at, like, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and there was a significant drop in family deaths. <laughs> 8 a.m. is a death trap to college classes, especially freshmen. right. It's, you know, you're a freshman, you're not ready to be out in the wild yet. Like, damn. And um, if you get an early morning class, you might as well drop it before the, where it wrecks your GPA for the semester. Yeah, I'm concerned about Colton being able to get his ass out of bed into an 8 o'clock class already. Like, when we were gone on vacation two weeks ago, we were calling Colton every morning. Oh, to, to make sure he went to To make school. sure he was getting up to go to school, because the kid is such a like a heavy sleeper that he sleeps through like three alarm clocks already. And then we have to like go pound on his door for him to get up for school in the morning. Um, part of that, he probably knows that we're going to come pound on his door. So, mm-hmm. he, you know, I think when he's on his own, maybe it'll be a little more uh, responsibility about the matter, but try to like make your first class at the earliest, like 10. 11. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not even kidding, because like when you're a freshman, you're it's like y'all you're not doing your program, you're just doing basic generals. Not a fan. Well, let's get into the beer stuff. Well, you, you yeah. Took your first sip. I'm, I'm I did fan. like just brush my teeth like right before I drove over here. It's it's. Let's get into it. So beer time. Beer time. Uh, we are drinking the first. We got two beers tonight from the same brewery. Uh, Have you heard of them before? I've heard of this brewery. Um, I didn't know that they were putting their stuff out in liquor stores. The last I knew, you could only get it at their... I didn't know that... I thought you had to get it from them at, at their tap room. Gotcha. I didn't it's know. Or, game. like, I think the like the local bars up in Hendricks had them. Where is Hendricks? Um, Lincoln County, South Dakota border. Okay. Ivanhoe. Gotcha. All right. And the brewery's name is... Bank Brewing, and I do know that the that the bank or that the brewery is in a former bank building in Hendricks. If I remember correctly, Hendricks is a you know very small town, mm-hmm. um, probably smaller than Springfield. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so I do know that the that the brewery is in a former bank building. So it is called Bank Brewing Company. Uh, like we said, out of Hendricks, Minnesota. Uh, very small town brewery. Uh, this one is the so this one that we're doing now is called Money. It's the Money IPA. The Money IPA, fresh, juicy, and tropical. Uh, and then the other one that we're going to do later is called Pocket Change. So it seems that there's a theme here with bank brewing and uh, using money terms for their naming their beers. I almost broke into that song, but then I remembered it was from Trump's show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's a can read here. Uh, money is a culmination of what we have learned the last three years through the Hop Lab Discovery Series. We chose chose the juiciest, richest, most fruity hops available and spared no expense to bring you this world-class IPA. What are you looking up now? No, I'm not. Oh, you're just taking a picture? Untapped, dude. Uh, Add me on Untapped if you're on there. Uh, Brewed and canned by Bank Beer Company, Main Street Beer, LLC, Hendricks, Minnesota. That's about it. I like the design on the can, the way it incorporates, like... Oh, really? The colors of money you don't? No, it's so basic. It reminds me of, like, a 1980s board game or, like, bad wallpaper. I don't know. I think, it's, I think it fits the... It's like Monopoly. Fits the theme. I mean, the other one's got the same pattern. It's just a different uh, color scheme, so... What do you think? I, like I said, I, I, I just brushed my teeth, like, right before I drove over here, so... Well, get down halfway. That'll take care. Well, not, do you take it? Eat. Oh, it's gone. Really? You didn't have to chug it, Corey. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I I like it. Uh, it's yeah. It's, I think it's good. It's. You're struggling here. You're like on the fence. Is it a good beer or a bad I, beer? I. But no. I really one hundred percent honestly feel that it's. Like the mixture with the toothpaste, I think it's uh, right on the right on the nose when they say it's when they're listing like elements of it: fresh, juicy, tropical. Yeah, because that's a hundred percent accurate. Which toothpaste and orange juice, right? So, and that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm picking up. This I, is like if you're on one of those guy weekends and you don't you you could skip the uh, the breakfast booze and go straight for the breakfast beer with this guy. For sure. This if, is it's fruity if you, enough. If you're, not I like do, it. if you're not doing a coffee ale. Right. Okay. Well, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is this is very good. I give it a I'm gonna say three and a half. That's exactly what I was thinking too, was a three point five. Yeah, so I'm excited to try their next one later in the show. So very good. Very, very good. Um so I wanted to get into some deep twins talk today, but obviously that's not going to happen with uh, with Andy not here. Because no offense, I know I know your thoughts. You would just sit there and stare at me dumbly while I talked about it and and say uh huh, uh huh, right? Because what was your one take that you had today? Yeah, twins suck. Twins suck. Yep. Well, somebody else took my take. <laughs> Andy stole it. But I. Did. So let's talk something else. Sports here. Uh, a couple things. Did you hear the big news yesterday, Minnesota news? Uh, no. About Minnesota getting a NWHL 
no. team, National Women's Hockey League team. Is this a new league or is this an existing league? This is an existing league. Okay. Um, so the Minnesota team will be the fifth team in the league. They're going to be, right, odd number for a team. Yeah. Uh, or for a league. Or, right, yeah. Supposedly the league's been around for uh, half of half a dozen years, maybe five, six years. Well, I didn't know it existed, but it makes complete sense. And it's the first, Minnesota is the first team not on the East Coast. Oh. Right. Um, so apparently gonna... this Minnesota team has been around for like 10, 15 years, but they've been playing in a Canadian women's league. Mm. So they're, they are transferred. So what I understand is that in this NWHL, the league owns the teams to start. And then after they're established, then they're sold. There can be sold privately, right? Um, I believe that like the Boston team is owned privately, and I think the Connecticut team is owned privately as well. But there's like um, the other teams in the league. The names that caught my eye that I remember are the Connecticut Whales, which seems. Yeah. Strange for a women's hockey team to be called the Whales. Do they have the cows? <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> uh, and then the Buffalo Buttes. So, the Buttes, the Buttes, and then we got now I bet we none of them are Buttes. Now we have the Minnesota Whitecaps. The Whitecaps. Whitecaps, as in like the shores and, or the lake. Right, I would okay. guess. So yep, we're coming at you like a hurricane. Yep. So, that was big news yesterday. So. Oh, well, I thought you were going to get to the national news that everybody should care about. And the state court, or the Supreme Court, ruling in favor of New Jersey to saying that making betting on sports illegal is unconstitutional. You think that's bigger news than the white caps? (laughs) (laughs) I think this is news we should all care about. (laughs) What do you think? Okay, I was saying last night we should make a bet. No wonder why Andy wasn't responding. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> right. I was texting at nine thirty. <laughs> um, I was saying we should try to bet on the date that, or the roughly the time period that Minnesota legalizes sports betting. What are your thoughts? When do you think we're going to do it? Are well, we going to be progressive and just get it done right away? My initial thought was that Minnesota would be like follow. You know, wait, just like they do with everything else, you know. It took us till 2018 to have Sunday liquor sales. Uh, 17, I was going to say that too. Okay. <laughs> um, We're coming up on a year on that. It is a year, okay. And I think, June, um, you know, for being a liberal state, we're way behind on the July. recreational marijuana thing. Um, we're not going to get there until there's at least 20 states. For the marijuana? I think it's going to be about 20 states, and then we're going to start seeing lots and lots more legislation. I think once we get to, like, 15 to 20 states, then you're going to see, like, all of them start to do it, with the exception of, like, Alabama. Right. Well, no. Those are really poor states down there. Those are the states that should be doing it. Right. The South should be embracing all of that. Same thing with this gambling thing. I mean, if I was Kentucky and apparently Mississippi's, like, moving on it very fast. That's from, good. From what I heard yesterday. I mean, that's good for them. Um, Here's what I like. The aspect of... So when we were talking about this, I think like a month ago maybe, it was before you left, We were, I think we were having a conversation about this. Uh, I think it was down here. It might have been off here. We were saying that 
I think it would be fun. Like, I should be able to go to Jackpot on Sunday, hand over a bunch of money, and say, like, I want to bet this team, this team, and this team. And that's, like, everybody was like, yeah, that should be allowed, you know, right? I didn't even think about it, but no, I should be doing that for my living room because this past week everyone's been saying, like, you're going to be able to do mobile betting. I'm like, oh, duh. You're going to be able to do, like, in-stadium, like, bet on the... And that's where the NFL wants to be involved. I mean, the NFL is... The, of the four major leagues, the NFL is the league that's staying the furthest away from it at this point. But they I think what you're to gain. I think what you're going to see in the future is, you know, uh, it's third and three. You'll be able to bet on whether or not they convert, or, or if it's a pass or a run. Right. I mean, you're going to be able to in game in stadium experience. What commercial is next? Bud Light or Heineken? Right, because those types of bet you're not going to be able to do from your living room. I mean, realist. I mean, my in th- my theory is that you wouldn't be able well, to do it from you're your on a delay too because you're on a delay. Yeah, you're on. But a- if you're but if you're sitting in the stadium and watching it live, that's where you're going to be able to take advantage of those bets. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you can do that currently with offshore stuff. With offshore, there's stuff. no way to enforce. Or right. to, there's no way for people to come after you for that right now. Right. So if you're doing it now anyways, this is no news to you. Right. But this is just a... I think it's good because, like, the monies that they're going to be... Like, the taxes and all that stuff, what are they asking for? Like, 1% or something? Well, that's what the... Like, the NBA has proposed that they want to... They want 1% of the cut. That's not going to happen. I'm saying the states, though. Yeah, I don't know what the... I don't know what percentage the states are going to... I think if that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a state by state issue. Yeah, if, if it's because if, like in Minnesota, I think they're gonna have to offer it up to the we're native gaming first or whatever you call they're that. They're gonna have to offer it to them first, right? Which ugh, that's a whole they, thing. We need to get state gambling here. They might not see it as a profitable enough venture that they're gonna want it, so then the state could move in on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess I don't know. I, I mean, I'm still pissed that the state didn't allow. The there was the one native tribe that, when the stadium funding was coming up, they wanted to put a casino in Block E, and they offered to pay for the stadium. Like one of the tribes came and said, "You let us build a stadium in Block E, or which a casino or a casino in Minneapolis, right in the metro area, basically downtown. You let us build a casino there. We'll pay for your stadium. That would have paid for their stadium for sure." Yeah, and, and they this tribe offered to do it. But, you know, and that's what makes me, concerns me that our Minnesota legislation is going to... Muck it up. Right. I mean, rumblings on Twitter is that there's supposedly talk of maybe a special session to get it done like this year yet. I don't see that I happening. I don't buy it. Because when you do the special session, that's kind of like we're calling a special session and they need to lay it out why they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Because we're going to do A, B, and C, and D because we didn't get them done. And I think there's only a couple days. Doesn't the regular session end on Friday? Tuesday, I believe. Oh, shit, I'm way off. But anyways, it's almost over. Yeah. So, yeah, there's... Don't expect it to get done now, but I heard one rep from Minnesota talking about how he wants to ideally have this up and running by football season. Right. I'm like, well, yeah, so do I, but I just I'm not holding my breath. Right, and that's right, and that you know, and that would almost have to be done by for a special session. I hate that everything takes so long. I just I don't believe that 
our government that is so... I mean, let's be real. They claim that they're anti-gambling and that gambling hurts families, but you can go into any freaking gas station and buy a scratch-off ticket. Gasino. Right. Yeah, I gamble every you day. Can, you can go into a bar and... and pull tabs. Buy pull tabs. Uh, e-pull tabs are finally coming around. I guess they're actually working. They're, like, killing it right now. Like, I've legitimately still never seen one in person. Oh, I... I like. I don't uh, go to enough bars. Hot Rods and Sanborn has them. <laughs> well, then I guess I've been around them. I just right. haven't noticed. I don't play a lot of pull tabs. Do you? Um, if I'm with, like with a group of guys that hey, everyone's throwing in twenty bucks, I think the most I ever did was like ten dollars. I'll do it, in. but I'm not like I'm not gonna go in a bar and sit out and, and play them by myself at the bar. There's no. people who do that, or like two guys will go in and they'll each right. drop a hundred bucks, and they'll just. You know, you'll watch people win, but I'm like, Ugh, it's just not worth it. Like, how yeah, do you- I'll do it with a group of guys where everyone's throwing in 10, 20 bucks at a shot, but yeah, but not. Don't you dare cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> anyway, so uh, for that reason, I don't see Minnesota pushing it through anytime soon. I mean, it wouldn't. I'll be impressed if they if they do it soon. Realistically, five years. Yeah, uh, I was actually thinking longer than that. I just I feel like they're gonna wait for a lot, like a, like with the marijuana thing. They're gonna wait for a lot of states to get it figured out. What are we gonna have first? Legalize recreational marijuana or legalize sports betting? I think betting. You this think one's so? got more steam. Yeah, because there's more like people you can talk about this. It's acceptable. Right. Um. If you like partake in marijuana, you can't talk about it. I think marijuana is becoming more and more acceptable, though, too. Right, but there's still the stigma around it where it's like you can't just open it. Yeah, I mean, you can openly tell somebody you're a degenerate gambler. You can't openly tell some people that you're a pothead. Right, because they'll look at you like you're just, you know, like you're a crazy person. Right. And it's unacceptable, and now you're a burnout, and yeah. But billions of dollars are being gambled Every year already, so why wouldn't the states want to? I saw that rep take that advantage was, of it. That rep that was going to—that's I forget his name. He was on the radio. That's Garop. I don't know what his name was, but he had a projection um, that the state his—he said his conservative estimate in the first year, the state of Minnesota would make something like twenty-two billion dollars. And all this—that's conservative. He said all this. Did while, you hear that? Yeah, I I heard you. No, no, I mean, did you oh, hear no. the radio snippet? I didn't, but it's all, on Paul Allen's. But all of it. this is while our governor is like currently scrambling over millions of dollars needed for our educational system right now, mm-hmm. like these schools with the radon testing and just schools that are short on budgets and cutting teachers and and cutting programs. What a better way to like save your your educational system than to find something that you can just be flush with funds. He's been visiting, like, elementary schools all over the place. Yeah. And I think he had some plan to... There's, like, a surplus of, like, 200-some million, and he wanted, like, 130 of it to give it all to schools. Something like that. For radon testing. Is that what it was? Yeah, something like that. That's That sucks. You know, but in just the mean, for that. But in the meantime, there's schools that are right. are cutting choir and cutting music and cutting fayette and... Mm-hmm. And, you know, 
unfortunately, those programs, the arts are the stuff that is the first to go. Oh, right. That's why, like... Because um, it's, you know, not important, according to some people. And companies do the same thing when they're restructuring and going through it. They downsize. They cut art departments first. I know that firsthand. I had, at one point, I think I had something like 75 applications out when I was coming out of college with a graphic design degree. Yep. I didn't even get as much as a callback. On any of them? None. Yeah. Like, I was applying to everything I could find within, like, a 75-mile radius. And that was right around the time when the... That was 2012. Okay. So, post-market crash. Though. Right. Then I gave up for a couple of years, and then I just recently resubscribed to all the Photoshop and stuff, okay. and I'm like, oh, this is fun. That's right. This is why I did this. <laughs> this is why I got a degree in this. It's fun playing with right. all this, like... Photoshop and Illustrator, and they have all these new apps now, too. <laughs> yeah, I have a subscription to that from one of my school courses. Like, you had to pay for the entire year so you could use it for, you know, you had to subscribe for one calendar year so that you could uh, use it, you know, for the eight weeks you needed it for that class or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so every month when I see that, you know, whatever it is, like 30 or 40 bucks come out of my checking account, like, there have been a couple times where I forgot. I'm like, I'm going to go in and cancel that. And when you would see, do you go into cancel? You just have to pay the balance for the year. Yeah. And that's it's like, how I ended up on the current plan that I'm on. Yeah. I'm pay, I was paying uh, $30 a month, and I was getting two apps with it, uh, Photoshop and um, Premiere, which mm-hmm. is a video editing software. Yep. And I needed them. And I, I went, I'm like, I don't need Premiere anymore. I went in to cancel. It was like 200 and some dollars. I'm like, nope. And then a couple of days later, I get an email from them, from Adobe. And they're like, you can upgrade to the master collection, which is everything they yeah. have. Uh, we'll give it to you for $40 a month. I'm like, hell yeah. Right. So I click order. It takes me to the page. There's no discount. Like, What's going on? So I actually spent like half an hour talking to them through chat. Oh, really? He had me send him a screenshot of the email. Then he had me forward it to him to make sure it wasn't from some clone, you know? I'm like, no, this is the real, you know, it's from at (laughs) adobe.com. And he's like, okay, it looks like it. Here, I'm going to cancel all your shit. I'm like, I don't have to pay balance, do I? He's like, no. I'm like, all right. (laughs) So, you know, now I got everything again. I did that last week, and now I'm psyched. We're going to start playing, like, with ads and stuff. I think we can draw our faces, like, cartoon style with Illustrator now. (laughs) mean better than I did with that random app I phoned for free on my iPhone? Yeah. <laughs> I like the way I did it. You, you were the one that voted against it, though. <laughs> yeah. So, I have some ideas. We need to, like, take actual photos of all of us. We need to get, like... I a, wonder if we have a photographer that listens to our show hmm. that has been a previous sponsor that would work with us on some photos. You don't even need to edit. Click, click, let me throw the card into the computer, drag him over, and you'll never see us again. Yep. We'll, get, we'll throw in an extra shirt and sticker pack, too. Because I might uh, I might call on her services for, for a punishment for Andrew. A punishment for Andrew? Yeah. Should we get into something there? Should we get into, into, into giggity? Vroom, 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 I love NASCAR. Did you hear the rule change? No. Um, I think this is effective immediately. This is kind of why NASCAR is cool, because they ruled it in the mid-season. You 
get a certain amount of tires. You get a certain set of tires. I think it's four for certain tracks and three for other tracks, depending on the distance. Sets, not four it's tires. Six. Right. Before you qualified on one set, and you had to use those um, in the race, too. Okay. You don't have to do that anymore. You can get another, a fresh one if you want. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> That's it? That's the rule change? I uh, Googled NASCAR Cup to see what day the race was on this week, and that's like 35 different people were writing about that story. I'm like, all right, let me see what's happening. There, It was clickbait. They're all like, new rule changes to uh, take effect immediately. I'm like, That's okay. because there's no like official race this weekend. Uh-huh. Huh? I thought the Coca-Cola no, 600 it's, it's at the- Charlotte... So, That's the following weekend. It's the all-star race this weekend. Ah, uh, okay. I actually went in to try to do my lineup today. <laughs> it makes it cross my mind. So I'm like, as long as I'm thinking of it, I'm going to do this now. It's such a pain in the ass for me because um, my thing logs me out every time. Mine does too. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't want to go through sign in with Google. No, yeah. But I save the password so I can. Oh, just click. It just fills yeah. it out right away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got a world of hurt coming my way. I've burned up all the good guys. This is the first week without them. Yeah, I've got a handful of punishments. Like, I got a list of them on my phone now. Um, mostly just waiting for you. Okay. Like, right now I have six of them in there. And I think what I'm going to let you do is I'm going to bring a die and let you roll a die and whatever number comes up. That's, you say die, not dice? Die is singular for, for dice. Oh, weird. Dice is the plural. Nobody says that, though. It's dice. Fine, I'll bring a half of a dice. <laughs> and anyway, so I'll let you roll, and whatever number you come up with, that's going to be your punishment. Oh. I can't wait. Um, Don't fight fire with fire. I'm pretty good to come back with something. Well, this is kind of, you've got these coming to you because of your punishments that you... What have I done to you that you've had to follow through with? Well, you wanted me to go to a pool and... and <laughs> no, I be a creeper. I wanted to get out of that other bet, exactly. so I gave you a terrible option. Exactly. Which is a good idea, because I knew you'd say no to and one. And none of these are like... Are they that level? No. None of them are anything... You might feel like an idiot. You might feel a little bit level of embarrassment while you're doing them. Um, but there'll be no like... Like, it's the sort of thing where you're going to feel embarrassed, but people that see you doing it are going to laugh and, like, not be judgy. Whereas if I was at a pool with a bunch of kids with my shirt off, going down a pool, people would be like... I never said you had to have your shirt off, for the record. People would be like, who swims with a t-shirt on, though? Yeah, uh, guys with body issues. <laughs> exactly. Me pretty soon. But you know what I'm saying, though, where people would be like, nothing's going to get the cops called on you or have people thinking that you're... Uh... Well, no kidding. That goes without saying. <laughs> We're not doing illegal things. Um, so speaking of, Andy's got two punishments coming because he lost like a month ago and you never handed out a punishment to him. I've got mine ready to go. Do you? What do you got? It's a choice. Okay. Um, I have a feeling I know which one he's going to choose. But just for the listener's sake, let's break him out to him now. That way, he he first discovers them when he hears when he listens to the pod. He said he would listen to it this weekend since he's not here. Thirty minutes in, we'll have to tell him. That's when he can zoom forward to it because we're in thirty-one now. Um, so his choice is: Have you ever been to Fritz's downtown in Springfield? <laughs> no. Yeah, me either. 
but I see a lot of pickup trucks. Out I there. do know that like my dad goes there for for lunch. Um, from what I understand, there's two menu items: either an egg sandwich or a hamburger, and fry or uh, front or uh, potato chips is your side. Yeah, keep going. And that and that's it. Like those are your options. I've never been in. there. I think you can get like technically you can get a cheeseburger. And you can maybe get, like, onions on your burger or on your egg sandwich if you per- so prefer. Okay. But, I mean, that's it. Like, egg sandwich, hamburgers, potato chips. All right. That's it. It's just- I picture that he's got the fountain pop, but it comes in, but it's, like, the old school style little fountain. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, like, with, like, the 12-inch Pepsi cups, paper Pepsi cups. Oh, yeah. With, like, no covers or nothing. <laughs> I picture that. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, but then you walk in, you'll probably be disappointed. Like, well, this is just a shithole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're picturing all this cool vintage look. And so, no. so what are you going to have uh, Andrew do at Fritz's? Go just- eat a meal there with an I'm with her shirt on. I'll buy the I'm with her shirt. <laughs> 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 but here's what I think he's actually going to do. Half hour solo show recorded into your phone. Yeah. He can do that when he's driving. And then we'll post it. Uh, a bonus episode. That's interesting because I'm not giving him a choice. I'm giving him a choice just because I'm trying to be nice to him because I haven't really made him do anything and I don't want him to make a six-item list. Yeah. So I just I came up with the creative one for the listeners. So I wasn't going to give him a choice. My first option might not be plausible. I got to do some research into it. And if it's going to cost him or anybody, like... A fair amount of money, which can be argued what is a fair amount of money. Uh, Let's say... I may not force him to do it. Should we say we keep it around $25 max to whatever we do? Because that'll take out... Like, a listener suggested that make someone go to a Florida Georgia Line concert. Oh, God, I... Right, but they're a popular act, so that would be like a $200 night. I'd rather play jacks on 494. (laughs) Heard that before. (laughs) Wonder where you got that Um, from. Anyway, so my punishment for Andy is uh, the day that you and I run the 5K. The, so you're going to get him here. This is how you get him here. Because, you know, it's, it's the weekend. i got to be. Well, okay, so here's the other thing. So we've got Andy and I are in our, our group text where there's like six of us in there. We've been in this group text for a lot of years now. And every year, it's like we try to get all of us together just one day, and we go play golf. And we've, and that's like usually the only time we ever get all four or all six of us together is that once a year we we go on this golf outing. Mm-hmm. So when there's six of us, it's hard to find a day that works with all of us, and the course is free. So we had a day that worked, which was June 9th, and Andy's like. Well, I can't do that day. And because he's going up north golfing on the weekend before that, and then he's in a golf tournament the weekend after that, and he says, I'm not going to be out of town golfing three weekends in a row. Out of town? That's what I said. Like I'm like, that's not out of town. And he says, well, I live in Minneapolis. I'm like, okay. I'm like, whatever. Dog out of... So... I was going to make his punishment be that he has to come golfing with the group text guys on June 9th, but this is much better and more show-esque. 
So the day that we do the 5K, I think it's the last Saturday in June, correct? Uh, last or third. Okay. Not positive. Andy has to get a dare dog costume, like mascot costume. Oh, my God. And wear it around. Not He doesn't have to run the 5K wearing it. <laughs> but he has to be at the starting line. Wait, do you mean like Gruff McGruff or Scruff McGruff or whatever his name is, the crime dog? Either him or isn't there like a dare dog mascot? I don't think so. Otherwise, he can be. There is a thing called Barry the Drug Free Bear. Okay. So he could dress as that too, either one. But he's got to be at the starting line and like intermingle with like people and kids and stuff. And then he's got to be at the finish line and like intermingle with people and like maybe hand out Pilsner podcast stickers and whatnot. So he's doing an anti-drug thing, handing out a drinking podcast exactly sticker thing. Uh, Colton added that he should probably be smoking a cigarette while he's doing it. <laughs> That's a good one, Colton. <laughs> so that is Andy's punishment. If we can find him a bear mascot costume without having to like pay an arm and a leg for it. That's his punishment. Is he's got to be at the five k starting line and finish line in the in the bear mascot costume. Oh my god, this is maybe if we can't even find like a dare one, we just get like an XXL Pilsner podcast T shirt to put on the bear costume. I got a double X, so we got like two of them in stock. So that's that's Andy's punishment. I hope he. It's gonna be like a hundred degrees that day too, but thankfully it'll be in the morning. Uh. Yeah. He should have a flask, too. <laughs> like one of them giant ones that you see, like the prank ones that's like a foot by a foot and a half tall. <laughs> like three. <laughs> Has like four handles of booze in it. I mean, here's a here's a brown bear mascot costume for $70. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah, I don't know. It might be worth it. Let's just say this. We should... Make this caveat. If you're going to force someone to do the stuff like this, you, the person granted it, has to pay for it. Like I said, I'll buy the I'm with her shirt. Or do we want a beaver mascot costume? Any animal, I think, is <laughs> is fine. It's yeah. applicable. I also feel like this is the Mayo Clinic Health 5K Fun Run Walk, and we're kind of taking it over and we're not paying to be there, but we're promoting ourselves. <laughs> well, we're also promoting the 5K because anybody that listens to this podcast is going to probably show up to do it or be there to support it to just to see our asses try to run this thing. If I was a listener, I would show up with, like, uh, rolls from the grocery store and just be, like, eating on the sidelines, but then I would figure out where you are, and you'd watch me eat at, like, seven different spots during the <laughs> race. Keep running by the same person. <laughs> Eating a big old donut. <laughs> we should get like the ones that are like the donuts that are as big as your head. <laughs> so that's Andy's punishment. So you're going to have him do either go to Fritz's with the I'm with her teacher. So he's going to do a half hour show. Or do a half hour show. He's going to do that. Or, and then for me, he's got to do the mascot costume at the 5K. And I'll say this too the half hour show, there is a, um, there's a, a deadline. It's the next time you drive to Minneapolis or back. It has to be, like, I want this on my desk on Monday. Because I'm assuming he's going up there. And it's easy to do. Yeah, so give me a half hour of content while you're driving. You made me do an hour, just saying. 
I know, and I said I'm trying to be nice. Yeah. And I also think, uh, I don't know, an hour with Andy could get pretty dark. That is, <laughs> that is true. I mean, don't you think Andy would look good in that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, because there's going to be little kids there. And then we put a Pilsner Podcast t-shirt on it. And, and he's a little guy, so, yeah, it could work. Maybe we can get off cheaper by buying a kid's costume just because Andy's a little shorter. <laughs> Andy's going to be hungover that day, too, if he stays in town. It's Riverside days. Oh, for sure. And then, yeah, then we're going to throw that party in my backyard. So it'll be a, a great weekend. Mm-hmm. A day-drinking weekend. Because I'm probably going to get smoked in the afternoon and then call it a day right around 6 o'clock at night. And I'm like, all right, well. Everybody leave. <laughs> Get out. Uh, well, yeah. So, and I'm not going downtown. I'm just no. going to be like, we're done. Yep. See you you're later. Not, you're not going to go up for Hicktown Mafia? Is that what the fire... Yes. No, I am not going to go to Hicktown Mafia. That is... I, I, like, I admire that those guys are so successful and good for you guys, but just embracing Hicktown as your name is so... It's just a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. That's a terrible band name. Would and you rather go to a Hicktown? If you were going for free, yeah. it wasn't going to cost you anything, regardless of which one you and picked. And I have to pick one. And you have to pick one. Florida Georgia Line or Hicktown Mafia? No, oh, Florida Georgia Line. Interesting. Oh, what? I'm just saying. I, are, are they playing the same uh, firefighters dance? No, Street like, dance? like, no, like the Florida Georgia Lion. Well, Florida be, Georgia Lion, I'm gonna get to see Nelly and the Backstreet Boys, probably. Probably that is true. That is <laughs> that is a true. Hicktown Mafia is gonna play just in a, like I just don't like. So I went to one Hicktown Mafia show, and, I mean, God bless them, they're talented guys. They play musical instruments. They can sing fairly well. Do you think they get sick of not being original, just playing covers? But that's just it. And they, they play a lot of crappy country. I hate this pop country that's out there. But the thing that I was going to point out is that when I saw them play, they would go on break, and then just, like, somebody would put their iPod on shuffle to like for music during the break. Yep. More people went out and danced during their breaks than they did while they were, like, performing. Well, I think this is their second year here. In a row, and um, I want to say that they've had a lot of different acts over the years, so they must do well here in Springfield over Riverside Days. I think that group kind of does well in general. I think they've got a pretty good following. Yeah, Maybe I mean, like... if if you're if you can if you can play, there's so much money in being a cover band, right? I mean, look at Johnny Holmes; he's been doing it for yeah sixty years. Mm-hmm. There's um on Discogs. There's a Johnny Home record. I'm like, I wonder if this is originals or if this is all just a live cover record. I mean, I still see flyers for his shows around occasionally. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got to be eighty. <laughs> you think? Well, shit, he was old in the mid '90s when I was. Mm-hmm. That yeah, I don't know. I would hear advertisements for him on KKCK. It's like. I remember there was some festival. It must have been near Marshall, and they were like, "We got the Johnny Home Band one night, and Corey and the Fireflies headline the next night." <laughs> Corey and the Fireflies. <laughs> remember them? I do. They were with the K. They actually sang original music, and they did. I think they had one like 
Sometimes a wolf's coming at you. Like they they had kind oh. of a, a hit. Yeah. It was, I don't want to say they're a one-hit wonder, but they had a song that was kind of a hit. Well, regionally. I, uh, they had great success on KKCK in the mid-90s, er, yeah, late 90s, early sure. 2000s. They were always on the Hot 9 at Region, night. Regionally, yeah. Yeah, so they, I doubt they were ever signed. Ryan Seacrest wasn't playing their music. Right. I doubt they were ever signed, but... Yeah, for like, I don't know where they were from, but... They, they were from the Marshall area originally, yeah, so, I believe. I mean... Maybe not originally, but I think they like originated as like... I could be wrong. Listeners, tweet at me and tell me if I'm wrong, but... I want to get one of... The, I want to get Corey from Corey and the Fireflies. It's with I, a K. How do you feel about that? He's an idiot. Um, Jesus. <laughs> I think that they were like all SMSU students and like they formed their... Like yep. so, I shouldn't say that they're all originally from there, but uh, yeah, Marshall any, based. The only way to spell Corey is C O R Y. Okay. Anyways, uh. <laughs> just saying. Um, if you put an E in Corey, I really despise you. How many things from KFN are you gonna steal tonight? <laughs> I've been no, I've been saying that long before Corey Cove ever said it. And the other thing about Jacks on four ninety four, I've been saying that for a long time though too. Oh, like, okay. Like I did, I <laughs> I've did say it since I heard Meat Sauce. Say I mean, it first. I did, I did get it from Meat Sauce <laughs> and steal it for him, but I use it on a pretty regular basis. I'm surprised that it's the first time I've said it on this podcast. We're a cover podcast, B Squad Radio. We're B Squad Radio at its finest. Just ask Tony Iverson, <laughs> but he doesn't listen because he has a flip phone. And his CD player's broken. I don't know what that has to do with a podcast, but... Okay, uh, this isn't your solo show. Oh, sorry. Dang. Um, <laughs> so, hang on. Before we finish this, before we jump to the beer thing. Um, so, yeah, I want to talk more about Cory and the Fireflies, but I think we did that. We're, we're done with Cory and the Fireflies. Yeah, I really couldn't tell you much more. I'm going to see if I can find them. Uh, do a can read, and I'm going to Google them. All right, uh, so the second beer we're doing is Pocket Change, also from the Bank Brewing Company. Uh, this one has the same... Uh, Hold on. They've been active from 1994. They're on Apple Music, which means they're, they're paying to keep their stuff around because there's a fee to keep yourself on there if you're not signed. Oh, yeah, these guys have lots of albums. Holy smokes. When was the most recent album? Love to Give was put out in 2007. Oh, She's Coming Back Again? I remember that song. So their most recent album was 11 years ago? I mean, I was thinking like 99 in my head when I picture them, you know? Yeah, I mean, they were pretty big yet early 2000s, which... So they must have... They must have toured and done all that jazz. This is the song I remember. Every day or something. I mean, they've got some videos on YouTube, which I guess doesn't mean anything, but... Well, so doesn't JS6 have videos on YouTube? (laughs) That is true. Here it is. That's the song I remember. Yeah. I mean, I definitely remember that one. Um, and then, like, she's coming back again. I don't... 
Boy, we're getting deep on Corey and the Fireflies now. Do you think that there's somebody out there? Oh, they're called South, uh, about South Dakota Rockers. Corey and the Fireflies were led by singer-songwriter Corey Van Sinkle, an advertising art director and one-time Levi's jeans models whose previous run-ins with the, in the music industry ended in frustration. With the Fireflies, guitarist Chris Bayer, bassist Steve Holbeck, and drummer Andy Yost, he self-released Sparks Fly in 1995, with Radiate following on Samson Music Imprint three years later. Well, this is just a terrible bio, whoever typed this up. Very wordy. I mean, on their Facebook page, their last post was December 30th of 2017. That's recent. That's very recent. recent. And it's promoting a show. We got to get these guys on. We got to talk Corey and the Fireflies. I would love to get Corey and the Fireflies. Can we get them in studio? This is who they should be booking at the Riverside Dance. These guys could be our B Squad version of Quiet Drive. <laughs> it's a band that doesn't exist anymore, and they keep always saying on that on the show, "What are we gonna get him back in?" Quiet Drive broke up, dude. <laughs> did they? I didn't know that they did. You look them up; they haven't done anything for like four or five years, like uh, even on social media. I'll tell you a Quiet Drive story off air. Okay. Hang on. So we could try and get Corey and the Fireflies in studio. Like, and they could bring, like, acoustic guitars, and we could play, like, You Can't Fuck With The Fireflies, where we, like, <laughs> throw out, like, random songs at them. Yeah. And yeah. they could try and play them, just like, we could be the ultimate B-Squad Radio K-Fan ripoff if we did that. <laughs> okay. You, sorry, you don't F with the fireflies. <laughs> we could swear on this one. No, I'm just... You don't... I said muck earlier. Yeah. To keep it clean. Um, We should... Uh, Pilsner Podcast Army, if we have one. So, Corey from Corey and the Fireflies, if you're listening. Get after him. Should I? I'll uh, send him a message on Facebook. Definitely. Um, that's been Corey and the Fireflies talk. <laughs> I don't, you know, things you don't know you're going to talk about. What about, um, what other big local bands were there, like... In the day, they used to like make make the rounds. I, I'm thinking. I, I'm not just leaving you hanging. No, I'm thinking too, and I can't think of any. That's I got, all I got right now. I got another story we can talk about. Yeah, what's up? Well, let's. You gonna do the beer thing? Oh, that's right. We were in the middle of something before you started talking about carrying the fireflies. I, I kept. I brought it back up. That's the second time. <laughs> I um, wouldn't let it go. So pocket change. Uh, made by Bank Brewing Company. Uh, the can uses the same uh, design as the Money IPA, but just a different color scheme. The The Money one is, is green, uh, color of money, obviously. And this one, Pocket Change, uses like the color of pennies. It's not necessarily copper, but uh, 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 that brownish tint that copper or that pennies turn into over time. And then silver, obviously, for Pocket Change. Um Anyway, this is a rich and refreshing IPA as compared to the fresh, juicy, and tropical IPA that was money. Uh, this one, the can read says, it is a pocket change that is, is a discovery beer. As we continue to develop new IPAs, we chose the juiciest, richest, most fruity hops available and spared no expense to bring you this world-class IPA. It sounds oddly familiar to what I 
so basically the second paragraph is exactly the same. We chose the juices, richest, most fruity hops available and spared no expense to bring you this world-class IPA. Can read controversy. Well, just something seems off on the grammar there. Most, the juiciest, richest, most fruity hops. Does that sound funny to you? A little bit, but only because you're reading it. Thanks. Anyway, so uh, neither one of these cans had an IBU or an ABV on them. Um, and I don't know born on date either. I've really gotten in a habit of checking the, the born on dates now, though. Me too. That's my new thing for real. Like, I've been, ever since, I think, the Liftbridge debacle. I mean, we're in May now, so if I'm seeing anything that's from 2017, I'm passing. I'm still buying. Um, bought some, uh, I think I bought Fulton's Hop Slam from, like, December, and okay. it was still okay. I stopped Just because I rarely get to drink that. I texted you yesterday that I stopped in at the liquor store in Wyndham. Yeah. And bought two more sample beers, forgetting that we had bought these mm-hmm. on Friday night. Or yeah, Friday night. And Andy bought me something. I told him to pick it up for me. Whatever Mirror Universe, whatever their new one is. Yeah. So we were gonna have. I hope he didn't just buy me straight up Mirror Universe. He said in the text, "There's a new kind of Mirror Universe. It's okay. It's not great. it's got the same name, but it just they changed the recipe of it every like." month or two no kidding yep did not know that that's yeah. why i was it's like a series okay that's, that's why i was doing. like give yeah sure I'll, well, for the show i was like get it because i like the last one yep um but anyway so i stopped in there bought two new beers i bought a a red ale that's supposed to be like almost ipa ish like according to what i read on the can very hoppy and tropical tasting, but it's a red ale. Mm-hmm. So I thought that might be that's a seasonal one from. Well, we should finish from, this before we talk about other beers. Sorry, I just think I'm just on a. On a you tangent. know what I mean? We should okay. Give, let's give, drink. Let's drink. Let's give uh, Bank Brewing their plug. I think. I'm going to give that, uh, honestly, I'm giving it a three. I've been sipping on this for a little while. It's a solid IPA, and three is technically solid on our our chart. It's not blow me out of the water. Like, I'm not going to, I would take Mad Butcher over this. To me, that's kind of the standard on basic IPAs. Um, yeah, you're a little higher on Mad Butcher than I am. I think you've just had bad Mad Butcher experiences. Um, that's probably not true either. Um, I think we just have a little bit different taste. People are different? What? What? Crazy. I think that that I is... Mean, it's, it's no Todd either. That's what I'm saying. I would take Todd over this as well. Right. To get to plug your beer. I would say that this has a fair amount of diggity. Right. Um, definitely, I do like the money better. Um, I'm going back to money after this. I mean, I, I, I think I'm going to give, I would give it a solid three as well. But where you would give Mad Butcher a solid three, I give Mad Butcher like a 2.5. Oh, really? I give Mad Butcher a three and a half, almost four. No, I'm, I'm like, no, me. Don't tell me no. No, I'm saying, I'm. I know. 
me, I would give it like a 2.5, maybe a 2.75. I mean, it's decent. It's maybe closer to a three. I mean, I'll drink it. I'm not going to complain about it. This is what I feel like. But it wouldn't be my first choice. I feel like my homebrew is going to come out just like this. This money is very similar to the Tim IPA from last week. Mon- We're not drinking money right now. What are you talking about? Or the the pocket change? I mean, okay, pocket change is very similar to. We didn't have my IPA last week, did we? The Tim, no Tim. The homebrew that we had from last week from oh T I M M. Gotcha. Yeah, two two M. Gotcha, gotcha. I gotta name mine something else. Yep. Not even close to Tim. Yours will have to be like mine was gonna be. I wish it was brown ale because it's in my bathroom right now. You should name it after your dog. <laughs> Uh, I was thinking about that for real. I was going to make stickers and stuff, but then no, because I'm letting it settle in a, in a bathroom. So I kind of want to call it Tim's bathroom brown ale. <laughs> that would work. <laughs> if it was brown ale, that's what I was going to name it. You could use it to market the podcast and like you could call it the, well, we're, we're, no one's going to get to drink my homebrew. That's true. It's just us. That's true. There's like, I don't know. So why do you really even need to name it? You got to name it. Because you'll, you'll have have something to read. i got to write up on it. Fair enough. I'm going to print out a sheet. You're not you're going to do a paper read. A but paper read? <laughs> if it's not on the bottle, I'm not interested. Okay. We're taping something. <laughs> um, so, no. I mean, I would give this about a 2.9, maybe a 3. It's, it's decent. It does have a little bit different taste to it. I don't mean to insult this company either when i say that i feel like my homebrew is gonna taste like like that's i know that that could be taken the wrong way i i just i don't know maybe we have some older ones or something this just it's a good basic ipa right um if as far as your competition goes i like this more than kick the can um from take 16 yeah i like money more than take six than the kick the can I like kick the can more than pocket change. Okay. How's that? I like them both more than take 16's kick the can for some reason. So. I, I, I don't know. I feel like IPAs. It's a big craft beer world out there, Tim, as we were, as I was told this week, remember? <laughs> Slowly roll on that trolling. <laughs> it wasn't trolling. It was an honest take. Do that from your own account. No way. <laughs> No way. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is, it's not the worst shit. And I got to be honest, though, like, yeah, I'm starting to realize I would take a lot of things more than this, like, even locally. And there's not a huge option locally. <laughs> well, and that's where I was getting at with my yeah. Wyndham trip. Um, and then I bought a, so I bought that Reddit, that Hoppy Red Ale, yeah, um, by Brewla or Brow Labs, out of the cities. Oh, they have something out right now that I really want to try. They had three different seasonal beers in Wyndham. Yeah, um, that was the only one of interest that I thought would. The other one was like a blonde ale, I believe, and then the other one I don't remember what it was, but this uh, that was the only one that I thought would be something that like the three of us would probably enjoy. Yeah, I think blonde ales are. In my opinion, and then gross. the other one that I got, I forget the brewery it's from, but it's but it's a sour. It's a lime sour. Nice. So, I'm interested. I love lime. Yeah, I really do. And sour beers. I Limes have... are my favorite fruit. What? Yep. 
you just feel alive and just just go to town. Like I never an eat them plain, but as far as like, I no, love like lime juice. In lime thing. flavoring is the best. A straight up lime, unless it's like in a vodka and tonic water, is that's <laughs> exactly. But I mean, just this. Oh yeah, it's good lime. <laughs> Well, um, it is. It's my favorite. Oh, that is weird. That's I, I weird. I never eat them plain, but I put lime on a lot of things. The juice of limes on a lot of things. Yeah, I guess I do too. But just to, I mean, I eat a ton of pears, but pears aren't my favorite fruit. I don't know where I'm going with this exactly, but limes, they can't be your favorite fruit. Like, because you're basing it off of can you just eat the fruit by itself? I don't have to base it off that because I hate cherry. It's my but favorite I love artificial cherry flavor. It's my favorite fruit because it's so diverse in what you can use it in. You can put it in a beer. You can put it in a gin and tonic. You can put it on tacos. Okay, um, I just got an idea for one of your punishments. Fine, it's going to be lime related. I have to eat a lime. Yeah, basically. You know I, what? I got an audio record. Don't need to write it down. I mean. <laughs> If you want to go by favorite fruit that I just, like, eat plain, uh, it will probably be either pineapple or mandarin oranges. I was Pineapple was my number one choice, too, yeah. weirdly enough, and I never have it because they're such a pain in the ass. Right. You know, cutting one up, I don't care for have that. Have you ever grilled pineapple? No. That is the way to do it. I don't know. It sounds kind of weird to me. I don't like warm fruit. It's I Trust me. Very good. Make it for me at next year's WrestleMania. Okay, I was gonna. I was just gonna say I'll grill pineapple at our podcast party after the five k. But sounds good. You can do that. Okay. <laughs> um, I think. Yeah, I think pineapple's number one for me, and then lemons number two. I just I like a good lemon. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> anyway, to continue on with my Wyndham story, I think their selection is 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 dwindling. Yeah, I mean, you were you spoke highly of them a while ago, and I went there in January. That's the only time I was there, yeah. and I was unimpressed. I ended up buying it because I liked that they had it. I bought Saga, but I bought it in cans and a 12-pack Yeah. versus I can only find it in bottled six-packs around here. I mean, they have a lot of Minnesota brews, but I was – I think that the – I mean, obviously, I don't blame them because how many things are they were they buying and putting on their shelves that were sitting there for weeks and months, you know, and not selling? I told one of the workers at at uh, our local store that the lift bridge, the hop dish, I think was like years old. Yeah, because we poured it out and had black moldy chunks in it on the show, and that sucks for us because now. All that's going to lead to is these small-town liquor stores aren't going to carry these beers because not enough people are drinking them. No, and I think, I don't know. I mean, I got it lucky enough where, I, I mean, like, I know the guy on a first-name basis that runs it, and he's always asking me, what should I get, what should I do, what should I, you know, and I'm just always, most of the time I say nothing, you're fine. You know, because on the rare occasion, if I do mention something, you got that built up with, like, because yeah. these Sierra Nevadas, good enough, you know, and. They're good enough. It's like, this has become like the, like the Sierra Nevadas hazies. They have become like the Coors or the Mick Holdens. That it's like, I know what I'm getting every time. I buy them all the time. You know, 
they're there, they're consistent. It's nothing crazy. It's a basic, good, hazy IPA. Right. And he's not, you know, he probably doesn't have access to all the f- cool, hazy ones and stuff. So this is a good one. And let me tell you, yesterday, uh, I, yesterday was, it was so warm outside. Worked outside all day. Mowed the lawn at work. It's a huge-ass lawn. Come home, have to mow my own lawn. And then I finally, I get to the garage. I open up, well, first the Citra from Surly, because I had a couple left. Drink a couple of those. Drink one of these. Like, um, drink one of these hazies. Like, they are so much better after you have worked super hard. <laughs> after you've earned it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, my God. I drank, yeah, I, I had four Citras last night and one hazy to top it off. And I'm like, all right. Now it's time to go inside. So is the hazy little thing, gonna? is that going to be like your everyday beer throughout the summer, you think? I think so. And then as the fall approaches, I will switch back over to Mad Butcher, I think. I think. But I want to occasionally I'll buy a hazy to keep him stocking them. Because right. I feel like that's the fun thing about craft beer is you're always looking for something else. But the guys that aren't into craft beer that run liquor stores... They don't know what to do because they think, like, well, you're buying this now. All of a sudden, there's a shitload of that there. And yeah. you're like, well, I'm going to switch over to this other thing that you have one of. Right. And now, oh, should I be buying more of that because he's not buying that? It's got to be confusing to them. It takes more people supporting your local liquor store. And 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 hopefully, like, the Springfieldites that are listening to our podcast are going in there and hearing our recommendations on beer and going in and buying these beers as opposed to uh, drinking your 30-pack of Stones and your Coors Lights and your Bush Lights. I mean, there's so many beers out there, people, that are so much better than that stuff that, you know, go out and explore the world. You know, you don't, you don't just sit there and, and eat the same meal day after day after day. So change up your beer. Maybe you're going to find something different that you like. I honestly think a good stepping stone, if you're only into lagers, is the Hazy Little Thing IPA or Surly Citra Beer. That's a good stepping stone. An IPA is going to be too bitter if you've never had one before. Yeah, I would agree. Um, Case in point, last year I was at a work function, and they bought, like, you know, I mean, they had all the, they like, multiple coolers full of beer for this and they of course had your Coors Light your Bud Light there was a abundance of Old Milwaukee's best light now I was just about to say to back you up and say that I don't knock those beers until you said Old Milwaukee right (laughs) because you know like me you and me we went out to uh with our wives to Mexican food and I got Bud Light yeah I kind of under my in my mind I was mocking you but that's okay oh you got you got a lager, but it was from a different brand. You got the same style beer that I did. I did. It's same style, just from a different brewery. But it wasn't Bud Light. Who cares? Yeah, I'm just saying. Ugh. I support smaller breweries. Anyway. What'd you get? <laughs> a Pacifico? Yeah, I'm going to look them up now. I'm going to, too, because I have no idea. <laughs> I'm guessing. I mean, they're, they're, they're pretty not, big. They're, they're not, not Corona, they're not they're a, pretty big. They're not an it. independent brewery, I can tell you that, so... So then I won't look it up. That's I mean, like, don't don't try to mock me on that. Sometimes, like, I don't. You go back to Bud Light. It's fine. Like, it's it pairs good with Mexican food. It's uh, light. I had two of them. I didn't even feel a thing. That was perfect. I just got to taste beer. There's like no alcohol in it. 
Oh, they are actually made by Modelo. Which no. isn't necessarily an independently owned brewery, but it's also... My one knock Oh, on no. Anheuser-Inbev owns 50% of it. My one knock Damn on it. Modelo, besides that now, my second knock is getting one of those things open has, like, all the flaky stuff oh, on top. Yeah, the... It all ends up in the drink. Right. And you pour it out, and you got flakes all over your drink now. You're like, ugh, great. Or if you try to drink it out of the bottle, you got, like, those sharp edges of the foil. Okay. That can be awful. Not terrible beer. <laughs> it's not. But what were we talking about? I was hoping you were you were good at keeping track tonight. Nope, I'm off. Oh, try different beers. Oh you. yeah. Go out there and try different beers and you never know. But any oh I was talking about my yes. up north. And you got um, yelled at. They no, so they you had yelled at someone, sorry. They had like uh, a couple 12 packs of, of citra in there as well. So I saw that. So I was one in the hand, one in the pocket, one, in the, you know, taking two at a time just to, you know, make sure I was getting, I knew there was a limited supply of it. Well, then I noticed right. like other people would be like, with the, especially with the bright yellow can, you know, what are you drinking? Well, then other people started trying it that, didn't normally drink anything other than Coors Light or Milwaukee's Best. Well, the next thing you know, everyone, this is good. This is good. So everybody was, I shouldn't say everybody, but a fair amount of people were switching over to the uh, Citra Mm -hmm. after, you know, but if they had done that and gone to, say, uh, I've had people try a Summit Saga and tell me that it tastes like armpit, you Mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. You can't start on Saga. Right. I started on Furious. That's a good one. It's it's not. It took me like two hours to No, get I'm through. saying that's a good beer. No, I love it now. Yeah. But I'm saying that like... It's my, not a good starting point for I somebody. Was, I was at a comedy show and it was at the Women's Club in Minneapolis. Women's Club, not women's. I didn't say that wrong. <laughs> um, they it, it looks like, like an old... Like a church basement is what it reminds me of. The whole venue looks like that. It's just a restored building, and they have events there now, like that are cool, right? And we're in like the like ballroom, but it's not the auditorium. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's pre-show. I go up. I see they have the only regular beer that they have is Miller Lite, and it's like five dollars for a twelve ounce. Whereas you could pay, you could spend five dollars and get a sixteen ounce Furious, and that was like pretty much it for beer. Mm-hmm. It was mostly cocktails. I'm like, Ugh. okay, well we're up here with Ubers and stuff. That's the whole point of the night. So I'm like, give me one Miller Lite and one Furious. I'm like, <laughs> chug the Miller, <laughs> no problem. Didn't like it, but because right. I, I never liked Miller Lite. Miller Lite of, like, your big, like, what, four or five, like, main American lager-style beers. Miller Lite is probably my least favorite. I never liked it. Uh, I liked Mick Golden and Mick Ultra at the time. Those are my favorite beers. Um, yeah, I put, I put Mick Golden below the Miller Lite maybe even. But anyway, no each kid. their own. Proceed. No kidding. Well, that's, again, that's, I told you, that's what I grew up with. That's what my dad drank, so that's what I snuck out of the fridge when he wasn't looking 
that's what got me on the taste. That's how everybody starts drinking. Right. That's how everybody gets their taste. Because you notice all families are the same. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I drink this, and uh, I get a 16-ounce draft of uh, Furious, and I set it down on the floor, and it just stays there for a while. Take a sip. Oh, my God. What is this? This is like three or four years ago. <laughs> this is terrible. Just... And I'm like, well, it's still there. It's not going anywhere. The show just started, you know, like, throughout the night. Sip, a couple more. Uh, get one more, and it takes me, like, another. I bet I drank two of those in, like, 90 minutes, I bet. And I'm like, thank God that's over. And we just went and did our own thing, got regular beers after that, right? Well, next weekend, I'm like, I'm back. I'm back home, I'm like, I'm kind of starting to, it just, it caught up on me. I'm like, I'm starting to, like, get that taste again. I kind of want that. And that's what did it. I bought it. I brought it home. Wife's like, what are you doing? Like, she was sipping off, like, she was taking pulls off of my drink, too, because, you know, I had so much left. She hated it. She's like, what are you doing? And then all of a sudden, it just took off. Would you like to... I was listening to every word you said. Yeah, I was running out of things to say. I was like, bail me out, Corey. What <laughs> oh, are you I thought doing you were, on your phone? I thought I was going to do the untap thing for this beer. but um, You check into the Pilsner Podcast studio? Not yet. Not <laughs> yet. Um, I guess for me, I don't remember my... I, don't, I, I couldn't even tell you what the first IPA that I drank was. Actually, you know, I'm saying four years ago. I know who I was seeing that night. I can tell you the date that I got into IPAs. Let me look it up, but go See, ahead. And I couldn't do that. I mean, I just remember... I tie mine to an event, that's why. I mean, mine was definitely like 2000. So Bobby and Jacoby and myself and my wife, my wife, my wife went to... Oh, this is not four years ago. We went to New Orleans... In 2013, together, and I think I was on an IPA kick already then, mm-hmm. because I was having a hard time finding IPAs in New Orleans. Um, because I June 26, 2016, t- two years ago. Yeah, not even two years ago. No, that's why I suck when like we're. Talking about all kinds of stuff, and I'll say, I think it tastes like this. And Andrew will be like, no, it doesn't. Like, he'll well, scream at me. I just remember because we went to Fritzel's, which coincidentally I'm wearing the shirt from tonight. Fritzel's in the house. Um, God, I say in the house too much. Anyway, but I remember ordering an IPA, like asking. I'm that guy that goes into a bar and says... Do you have any IPAs? We need to stop making that a thing. It's a style of beer, and everybody looks at you like, ugh. No, I want one. Like, Right. So the best thing to do to not be that guy is when you walk into a bar, they at a restaurant, go up to the bar and scan the clear refrigerators. That's what I do. Yeah. Like, I was just at, um, over Christmas time, I was at... Uh, uh, Wabasso, whatever bar they have Nothing. there. They have a clear fridge. I didn't have to be that guy. I looked. I said, um, I'll take an angry orchard. Yeah. 
They didn't like. I we couldn't were believe just there last Thursday. Their selection even, hasn't changed. They didn't even have like shock top, right, or something basic like that. Um, I was like, I was even like, I don't even like this much as reds. I feel like the like the what IPAs you have got worse since the Atlanta. Donald the Donald Glover Atlanta bit. Yeah, right. Yeah, and so now like every time I have to say. Do you have any IPAs? I feel like here's your typical white guy. Yeah. And guess what? I went to the lamplighter, and I grabbed the drink menu, like, as soon as we sat down. And I'm like, I got to get this before the waitress comes up. I got to see the drink menu. And I don't see anything on there that I want. And I'm like, do you have any IPAs? And she's like, yeah, we have this one. I'm like, just give it to me. Yeah. And that's a lot of times. It's not on the menu. A lot of times what I'll do is, is, like, I'll say, you know, bring me any IPA you have. Yep. And then if they'll say, well, we've got this one, this one, and this one, well, then I'm nine times out of ten, I'm going to go for, for the one that I have never had. I mean, that's just kind of the way I, yeah, I, I operate. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just the reason I know that in 2013 I was already into the IPAs is because I remember we went to Fritzl's and I asked if they had any IPAs and they brought me a Sam Adams IPA and it was not the Rebel. No, it was like the Sam Adams brand. Okay. Right, and like the old style like it had like an uh old style label and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um it was not didn't taste like any other IPA I'd ever had. I wasn't like falling over. Their Rebel IPA. I went to a Texas Roadhouse not long ago. Okay. And they have basically uh, Anheuser Busch stuff, and they had Sam Adams stuff, like everything from Sam Adams. So I yeah. asked if they had an IPA, and it was a huge deal. Like this lady went back, brought somebody else out to tell me what they had, and I'm like, Jesus Christ! Like I'll just have water. And they ended up having the Rebel IPA or whatever. wasn't bad. Had two of them. I mean, that's the thing that kind of frustrates me sometimes is I don't expect my waitresses to be like beer aficionados but at least know like like any competent restaurant or bar could at least like break down the beer types for the waitresses and be like okay these are the ipas we have these are the lagers we have and if you have any porters or stouts or or gozas or whatever types of beers you might have break them down so that way if a customer says hey even if it's not an ipa do you have a a a a goes beer. I want something like that style. Mm-hmm. And the waitress can say, oh, let me look. Yeah, well, we do. We have this. Or at least put it on your, update your menu if you have something like that. Right. Your drink menu. Right. Because a lot of times those aren't accurate. Right. With I mean, beers. With beers. Right on. I mean, but if you go to, so a prime example is we went to um, Bruisers in Revere over the weekend. Was there in like December? I know exactly what you're talking about. And I asked the waitress. We so we went. It was my dad's birthday over the weekend, so we went with my dad for supper. And dad bought on his birthday. Thanks, dad. Um, Thanks, Gart. We did a. I asked the waitress. I'm like, do you guys have any IPAs? We have a fat tire. It's it, it's not at all an IPA. Yep. But. 
I think sometimes some waitresses and waiters, you know, it's, I'm not saying waitresses as in women. I'm not being that guy. But I think sometimes your bar staff doesn't understand the different types of beers. So to them, you ask, do you have any IPAs? And to them, anything that's not a Bud Light, Mick Light, Bud Light. Uh, I think you, you're saying craft. Right. Right. To them, any IPA is a craft beer. So I looked ahead when I was there. I scanned the fridge. It was a Christmas party. It wasn't like an instantly sit down. It was we got to wait a while. So I looked over all the beers they had, and then I looked at the booze, and I saw they had Kettle One. And I said with my – I had drink tickets because I wasn't paying for it. I said – but I was driving. I said, I'll have a – uh, Catawan and Tonic, and they bring it to me, and I think it was 95% Catawan and 5% Tonic water. I took a drink and said, absolutely not. <laughs> and I went up and I said, can I just have a 7-Up, please? And they're like, did you just order the drink? I'm like, yeah, I just ordered the drink. They're like, oh, what's wrong with the drink? I'm like, it's way too fucking strong. And they're like, I made the drink. I'm like, yeah, you put, like, way too much. And she got all butthurt about it because I'm like, you burned my drink. It's the first sip of booze I've had all night. I'm not one of those guys. Right. Like, why did you do that? And I'm just like, just a nice splash of a small amount of alcohol would have been great. And So one time at the Sanborn Legion, I wanted a – so – Basically, I wanted, like, a dirty martini. I wanted a vodka. I don't know what that is, even. So it's it's basically, like, a vodka with a little bit of vermouth and, like, olive juice in it. Okay. I know um, what all that is. Right. Um, the, the And so, like, the dirty martini is what, like, the olive juice. So... It's like the Brooklyn martini. Right. And I knew that she didn't have... Like martini glasses in the Sanborn Legion, but I expected her to like put it in like a low ball, like shot or not a shot glass, but like a low ball glass, like one of those whiskey, and and probably even only filled like I expected like two shots of of vodka and then like the other stuff in there to make it like a sipping drink. And she brought me a. Full size, like actual drink glass, like a sixteen ounce, like what we're drinking out of now. No, no, not like this, but like the twelve ounce, like drink glasses. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, with like three ice cubes in it, and she must have filled it almost to the top, because I said splash of olive juice, and she must have filled like that entire glass almost to the top. And then put just a splash of olive juice in it and threw a couple olives in there. And, like, that's what she served me. (laughs) So it was probably a total of, like, at least four, anywhere from four to six shots of vodka in that glass. (laughs) And she charged me, like, $3.50. (laughs) So it's Kharkov. (laughs) No, no, I, I had actually specifically asked for I don't remember if they had Belvedere or whatever, but I had asked yeah. for for like the better vodka that they had. I mean, it's Samhorn Legion; they didn't have fifteen different vodkas, but yeah. they had like the bar vodka, and then they had like a better vodka up on the shelf. A well and a high end, yeah, yeah. So I had asked for the higher end vodka. So what I'm saying is that she way undercharged me for it. Yeah, I understand. 
But like after like three sips, I had to go up and like I asked for like more olive juice to put in it. And like people were like razzing, like not even she didn't mind, but like other customers that heard me were like, Oh, pussy can't handle his liquor. And I'm yeah. like, it's a she gave me a giant glass of straight vodka. Yeah. Like, I, I need to break it down a little bit. Yeah. I need to cut it. It's impossible. Even the best vodka in the world, yep. you don't want to drink straight. Yeah. You got to drink it with something. Like, I hear about guys that, like, drink tequila or even scotch, like, straight, and I just can't do it. I used to be. No, that's a thing in the movies. Nobody actually orders a, a scotch on the rocks, please. I've never seen that happen in real life. I know people that do it. That's disgusting. Yep. I've never seen it in real life. I think I always think that's the thing in the movies. My whole uh, before I got like into vodkas, which was before beer, and I'm glad I'm in a beer now because it's way better. Um, I would for a while, like when you first start drinking, um, the whole idea is to grab the cheapest vodka you can find and not make it taste like booze, right? Exactly. So I used to campaign with my friends that, because they would all be like, "Oh, you're drinking Kharkov," and I would say, "Yeah, I'm drinking Kharkov." I wish they would make an even cheaper version of this. Like, and then I would jump to Silver Wolf, <laughs> and then they'd be like, "You're drinking Silver Wolf." Did you ever have Fighting Cock whiskey? No, I. I was very quick on my whiskey run. Okay. I had like ten different kinds of whiskey. That was it. But I remember drinking Silver Wolf. You know, after the getting made fun of for Kharkov. And then um, I think there was a Taka vodka, like T-A-A-K-A. Yeah. All these terrible kinds of vodkas. And I'm like, I campaigned the entire time I would drink these cheap, shitty vodkas. I would say, you know what, guys? I'm trying to not make it taste like vodka. I, w- I wish they made an even cheaper, shittier vodka so that it would be like $1 a gallon. Because my whole point is... To not make it taste like vodka. Yeah, but that's where you're do- going wrong, though, is you should have went to higher-end vodka that... Right. The, but- the cheaper the vodka you go with, the the more, like, hard alcohol taste that you're trying to get away from. Right. So, what you, you're you going the wrong way. I mean, you pour a little bit in a cup, it's like, you know, the whole point is to not make and, it taste and what like are you what mixing it is. And what are you mixing it with? Um, back then... Like Mountain Dew, Seven Up, because I was an inexperienced college kid. Right. So what you should have been doing, if you're trying to eliminate that alcohol taste, is you should have been going like fruit punch, like Hawaiian punch. Right. Then you're gonna, you know. Well, nowadays I know if I ever get vodka nowadays, it's it's Tito's or Kettle One. Yeah. And, and it's and, it's tonic water tonic. with a splash of lime on top or an actual lime. Yep. If if you don't have an actual lime, you can pour a little bit of Seven Up on top. Yeah. That kind of gives it that lime vibe. That's good enough for me, and I don't want it to be, you know, I want a very small amount, and I want it to be, like, 80-20, like, tonic water to vodka. Yeah, that's about right, I suppose. That's what I want. Like, I don't, and also, I won't drink them anymore, but I love vodka Red Bulls. They are so good. I'm not, do you? You can't drink them as a as old as I am now, like do you like flavored Red Bull as opposed to just the regular no. standard Red Bull? No, I've tried them all. I you, don't like them. You like the standard Red Bull the best. Sugar free Red Bull is my favorite. Okay, 
Um, hold that thought. Okay. So, so I'm not a huge fan of like the like regular like just plain Red Bull, but I do like the either the tropical like the yellow can one or the red can the cranberry one. The yellow can was my favorite of what they did. I did not care for the all silver, which was lime, I think. Yeah. The blue one was gross. I did not like the red one, which was... You're saying cranberry. You like that. Yeah. Um, but I also thought, well, this is for mixing with the red one. I was like, obviously, the cranberry is for mixing. Yeah, I Then would, it all hit me like, oh, they're all for mixing, but... <laughs> yeah, I would say. I mean, I if I'm... I don't drink Red Bulls often, like, at all. No, and I, I kicked caffeine like I beat it. <laughs> like... You know, we were talking about a couple weeks ago. Are you still on no caffeine? Almost. Um, the I quit it for two weeks in a row, didn't have a sip, and then now I have, like, one can of energy drink a week to be able to stay up for Saturday Night Live. Oh, yeah, that's right, because I saw you in the grocery store the other day, and you were buying, like, the two-liter can of Red Bull. It was a 16-ouncer. <laughs> it was a pounder, and I poured some vodka with it, and it was great. Yeah. I... That's it, though. Like, uh, that's it for caffeine. And I'll say this for anyone who's wondering. um, It's not worth it. If you can, like, if I could drink coffee, I would. I am very tired all the time now. I have seen almost no benefits from quitting caffeine. I just wanted to see if I could do it. Have you tried iced coffee? Yes. Didn't care for that either. It tastes like coffee. I just can't stand the coffee taste. If, like, coffee didn't taste... If it tasted like chocolate, I'd be all in. Right. Yeah, I understand that you don't like the taste of it. I was just asking. That's what gets it. Because to me, like... I might iced, go to five-hour energy. Sorry, sorry. Iced coffee is much less acidic, so to me, I, I enjoy that more. Mm. Well, I'm 100% nothing right now. Right. And I'm exhausted all of the time. But this week has been bad. I did have a... I had a Mellow Yellow... A Coke. There's no caffeine in Coke, is there? Yeah. I'm just saying as far as, like, soda, which I try to stay away from. I had a Mellow Yellow, a Coke, and a Red Bull this week. So. I realized today how much, um, since I've done it, since I've, you know, stopped drinking energy drinks, essentially. I say it's caffeine, but it the only way I was getting caffeine was from energy drinks. Um, our, we have a, like, a five-gallon... Uh, water cooler. Okay. It broke at work, but we also sell bottled water for 50 cents a bottle at work. We have like an employee fridge and a bunch of different sodas and stuff. This today, it broke yesterday or whatever. I noticed because it was so warm out today. This is how much water I've started drinking when I would drink no water at all. It's 50 cents a can or a bottle and I spent like $3 today. Yeah. Oh my God. I was like, Sucking down that much water, and so you're saying that I'm I, like I'm substituting almost. So you're saying that I either need to send a water jug with my kid, or make sure he's got plenty of change for the. It's it's going to be here Friday. The replacement. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think he's reporting the duty on Monday morning. So. I heard that. So I've heard that. Yeah. He. It's going to be a crazy summer. Well, he's he's excited. He's glad to only have to deal with a forty-hour job, forty-hour-a-week job, as opposed to, you know, school plus all the activities that he normally has going on. So. Oh no, I'm gonna send him home with speeches. Okay, perfect. <laughs> he was uh, helping me with my stand-up set last night. 
Oh, did you want to talk to me off air about that? Uh, yeah. Okay. Just because, um, so Colton pretty much like shot down some of the things that I was working on. You can get yourself out of that if you want to, too. Mostly because he said they weren't funny. But there was a couple things that he's like, uh, I don't know if that's going to fly. Let me tell you this, all right? To, um, I used to do stand-up. Like, I, I really tried. And the reason I quit was because it was just, like, a time suck. Because there's no comedy clubs within 90 miles of here. Right. It's It's very difficult to get stage time when you're not putting in time in the open mic every single week and that club notices you and says like, Hey, you know, this guy's here every week. Let's right. give him a feature. Let's give him, or I'm sorry, let's give him like an opening spot and all that. So when I was actually putting up an effort and, uh, Zach, uh, from root troop, he was, uh, we were trying to like create a comedy scene in Mankato. I'm like, I can handle this. And I went to every open mic that he threw. Uh, I would, Pre-drill, because I would try to show up with a new set every time that was five to ten minutes long, because they didn't have rules there. You go as long as you want. And Megan would tell me almost everything I said was not funny. Almost nothing. And I would go and perform, and it would kill. So... Just keep that in mind. When yeah. you're telling you that Colton says, just just think ahead. I mean, I bit. am. I am thinking of that because, I mean, and Colton's I also... I don't know our audience. Col- I don't know your Colton's audience. Colton's also so. 17, and I'm his dad, so he naturally doesn't think anything I do or say is funny. Like, that's just the way it is. You can win your way out of this if you want to. We can negotiate out of this. Well, here's the thing. However, um, I think it's pretty funny. <laughs> and to me... Like, you've said, like, oh, you're going to be so embarrassed. And I'm really not. I mean, because, A, this is something that I've never been, like, I think I could do this and I could be good at it. I'm struggling with getting it together and hoping. Are you watching comedy to prepare? Like, just to get in a rough idea? Just, like, go on YouTube and watch? Um, A little bit, but I'm trying not to because, because there's a fine line between watching something to prepare and then... Ripping off yeah. bits and jokes. Don't want to steal anything, yeah. Right. I mean, even though it's it's the Springfield show, it's not it's not a real comedy club. I'm guessing it's going to be all guitar acts. Right, and I also know that if I, like, I could probably, like, legitimately go up there and, like, find some comic and, like, just completely rip off, like, three minutes of his set. You absolutely could, and nobody would know And the nobody difference. in the room would know it except for you. You know, but right. I, but I'm not gonna operate that way. No, uh, and on another thing on that is, uh, I was gonna ask you. This is your choice. Do you want me to do a set in front of you? Because it's gonna be a guitar music night all night, and then they're gonna just be shoved into comedy, which is tough. And also, the room itself does not bode well for comedy. It's just it's a fucking tall room. It's huge. Do you want me to warm it up for you? Because I'm willing to come out of retirement. I'll do a five-minute set, and I could even introduce you. Uh, we can talk about that. Okay, let's talk about it. Um, we can do it on air. Sure, if you want to. 
Yeah. I can um, do all my old stuff. I my, have a note. My, my somewhere old, I have a notebook. My only fear of that is then I have to follow you, and if you're really... No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Trust me, re- anything in front of you is going to make you look better. Okay. Because going... F- I'm going to probably bomb. Going from, like, la, 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 I'm sad, guitar, to, like, hey, who's drinking tonight after this? Huh? Are you drinking tonight after this? Right. So I got to... That's what I'm saying. And here's my point about not being, like... I mean, obviously, it'd be cool if I go up there and, like, make people laugh. But say even if I go up there and, like, kill it and people are just dying laughing, it's not like I'm going to be like, well, I'm pretty good at this. I should start going to open mic nights. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, if I go up there, to me, it's indifferent. If I go up there and completely bomb. It doesn't matter to you. It doesn't matter to me. A, because I'm looking at it as, as a motive to promote the podcast. We are going to drink afterwards, no, regardless. 80% of the people in there are probably going to, even if they're not regular listeners, are going to be at least aware of our podcast. I've had somebody at work came up to me and said, are, are you on this Builder podcast thing? I, I had said, somebody... I, said, I might have created it, yes. I had somebody yesterday say, I heard I have to keep June 16th open on my schedule to go to <laughs> open comedy or open mic night. And that person is a regular listener, so... Um, hey, Megan. So Her mic's off. Don't worry about it. I just feel that... I mean, I'm going to go up there and be like, hey... Hey, I'm already planning on wearing my Pilsner podcast t-shirt while I do it. You're such a whore. Yep. Um, I'm going to plug the podcast, and ultimately, three minutes to fill is not, like, I mean, I know it's a lot, but it's not like, it's not like you're telling me I have to go up and do ten minutes. No, but three minutes is, is like, of original comedy, not of plugs. I want comedy. It's It's tougher than you think to fill that time. And have people staring at you in case if you're going if it goes badly three minutes is twenty minutes in your head, you're sw- you're starting to sweat. You're forgetting what you're what you're supposed to say. All that. How do I get them back? Yeah. Well, it's your first time ever. You don't know how to get them back. <laughs> but like to me, the plus side of three minutes is that's like three to four bits as opposed to. Like, if you told me that I had to come up with 10 minutes of material, I can come up with three minutes of material, no. whether or not it's going to be funny and make people laugh and, like, is one thing. All right, here's the here's the key. Are, are you going to be telling a story at all? I haven't. Or are you making things up? I'm working on a couple different methods. I haven't finalized if that portion of it If you tell a story, yet. do it this way, right? Write it all out um, exactly how it happened. No, don't even try to be funny. Just tell the story then go back and start looking at little points where you can say like well i can say this here you can embellish here you can do this there like just i mean i have the ultimate story to tell and we know this i know we do we just can't discuss it on the podcast i I certainly can't tell it but that would be the greatest three minute story i mean i could go up there and tell that story right and it would kill and i hbo would probably be calling me for a comedy special next week and we're gonna have it recorded if if you want me to open for you, I'm going to set my uh, phone down, hit record, and it's going to record. I'm going to tell Ocho, like, I'm going to introduce Corey. Like, don't worry. don't. I'll I'll call him up. Like, let Who's me Ocho? It's a dude from Mankato. Okay, he's coming too? He's um, the host of the show. 
He oh. hosts open mic in oh. Mankato. Apparently, he does it down here, too. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so he's, uh, I'll tell him, like, man, I'm going to call Corey up. So just, and my phone's going to sit, and I'll bring a stool. So we have stuff. And I'm also going to, like, do, like, hey, full disclosure, I'm doing this because I lost a bet. No, that's what I'm saying. Right. I would do that for you. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. So, I mean, so people are going to understand that I'm doing it to. For the first time ever. Right. Right. Um, I've got some. I've got some material that I think will draw some laughs. And you're gonna tell me you were nervous about something. You're gonna tell me that off air tonight. Yeah, I'm just wondering about like you heard. You saw my reaction to you, right? Like, I texted back. Yeah, and as long as you're fine with those parameters. Well, we need to define <laughs> define the parameters a little tighter. Okay. And and, and we'll go from there. <laughs> Colton seems to think it's a brilliant idea, but but I'll see what I'll see what your thoughts are. We'll we'll run it by Megan too and see what she says. So okay, well that has been stand up talk. Yeah. Um, I, I got, wanna, go ahead. That? Go ahead. No, well, I got another story I wanted to run by you. And I wanted you to tell me your thoughts. I have a I have a downer story, and uh, I probably won't get to it because we're. We're on such a roll here. Okay. Uh, I'm going to read this headline to you. Okay. Tell me your thoughts. Uh, Dateline, uh, this is from Houston, or Dallas, Texas. A 25-year-old man arrested after posing as a 17-year-old to play high school basketball. I'm in. Uh, this happened to... I would click this article. Sydney Bouvier Gilstrap Portley. That is the guy's name. That's too many names, bud. Four names. <laughs> That's too many names. Allegedly posed as a 17-year-old Hurricane Harvey refugee <laughs> so that he could play boys basketball at Hillcrest High School in Dallas, Texas. Um, so he signed up, went to the school, basically said I'm said that his records were gone. The school was taking in Hurricane Harvey refugees. So he just went and enrolled and then signed up for the basketball team. Uh, he ended up winning the District 11-5A Offensive Player of the Year Award. <laughs> uh, dated a 14-year-old female student. Oh, that's where it's That's kind of where he went south. Like, I could get behind, like, hey, good on you, guy. You know, you're probably past your prime. But 21 Jump Street. Albert Pujols is, like, three years older than... than his records say he is because they doctored his records to make him look that much better when he, you know, came into MLB. I didn't know that. Well, it's not proven, but that's kind of the... Okay, general consensus. It's kind of a rumor, yeah. Or, yeah. But so basically what he did is this guy's 25 and, and in his athletic prime went in and dominated a bunch of high school kids. That's so funny. <laughs> and, you just imagine it being like, and one... Just and dunking on kids. Actually graduated from the school. Oh, good for him. And then was playing in a high school summer league, and one of his former coaches from when he was actually in high school was coaching one of the teams he was playing against oh, and, like, no. recognized him and was like, oh. hey, you can't do this. So they actually, like, arrested this kid. Oh, why? Well, okay, the date. But it was for... Uh, tampering government records. There's no word of him getting arrested for dating a 14-year-old. He should be for that. I agree with you 100%, but I suppose that depends upon, like, if there was any 
Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. But like, like he could have been like, well, nothing happened. I was just dating her as part of my act. Mm-hmm. God, that's so weird, too. That's so weird, too. Like, even when you're that happens, it's weird. But this is like real life. Uh, What's the movie? With the guy from Never Been Kissed? I was thinking even I was thinking like 80s movie uh with the guy from Three and a Half Men Back to School? He's like a reporter. John Cryer, what's I said 21 Jump Street originally. John Cryer, what the heck was he in? This is a no swear podcast, Megan, by the way. <laughs> Do you want us to turn that mic on? Nope, she says no. Uh, this is great radio. Uh, Hiding Out is a 1987 American comedy drama film starring yeah. John Cryer as a state's witness who is forced to disguise himself as a high school student in, an avo- in order to avoid being killed off by the mob. Oh, I would encourage you to watch it. It is actually a good movie. For like '80s, like yeah. teen movie standards, really? Because I feel like the '80s have the best, like as far as like teen movies go, the '80s are the best genre. Right, the '90s I, are the second. I know, but I didn't want you to be like compare it to, you know. I mean, you hated Drumline. I mean, obviously, this drumline's a fucking terrible okay. movie, and and no, you can't even. It's no. it's no Breakfast Club, but it's not not even close. Breakfast Club. Breakfast no, I'm talking Club about. I'm talking amazing about amazing film. I'm talking about Hiding Out. Is is no Breakfast Club, but it's also like not a terrible movie either. Anyway, uh, I suggest you watch it. If I were to watch that, would you abolish my Baby Geniuses, which I think I'm going to do this weekend? Did I tell you you had to watch Baby Geniuses? We, you got to watch Cabin Boy. Andy's got to watch The Apple. I have to watch Baby Geniuses. It's all... Would you rather watch Hiding Out? <laughs> okay, you can watch Hiding Out. I'll rent it for two bucks. And on, report back on next week on what you thought of Hiding Out. Absolutely, I'll get it done this weekend. Maxwell Hauser, I can tell you, is his name in the movie. That's his, like, fake name. Gets it off a, copy, a coffee uh, can. Gets it off a cup, a cup, a cup, a cup, a cup, a cup, a cup. Gets cup, it off can. a coffee. I was gonna say coffee cup, but he gets it off a coffee can. Okay. <laughs> when he's like in the office enrolling himself in school. Okay. Yeah, I'm in. So. Um. Hiding out. Hiding out. He. Uh, I'm not gonna give you any more spoilers. I don't want to ruin it for you. Uh, speaking of spoilers, did you watch uh, that genius thing on Netflix? Evil I have genius. not. I've not. I'm uh, going to. I've gotten through the. First episode, uh, actually, I have four minutes left of the first episode. She fell asleep last night. I haven't gotten that far yet. Yeah, she's prego, so that happens. No, that no, I like I told you, I was also half wasted because you mowed the lawn and then drank like seven beers. Yeah, um, so I am beyond thrilled to watch this. To I've heard very good things about it. It looks amazing, and it's only four episodes. Did you watch Wild Country yet? No. Wild Wild Country? Definitely check that out. I haven't watched anything, binge-watched anything on Netflix or Hulu or anything for quite some time now. Um, 
is it because you're on the road or because you're like your wife does she just watch this all without you? No, I mean she hasn't really watched anything either. We've just okay, okay. Uh, I just, mean, know, like, just the last skip. few months have been so busy for us on the weekends that we haven't had a lot of time to do that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got stuff on my list. But yeah, like what are you um, curious about? Um, well, I want to finish the Elvis documentary, the HBO one. Oh, I, I did. Um, I'll tell you this: you're an Elvis fan, right? Yeah. I mean... I'm probably not going to learn anything I didn't already know. No, and the only thing I didn't... But it still interests me. The only thing I didn't dig about it was... Um, it's uh, it's a lot of audio recordings of really cool people being interviewed, and you know they're on camera. Like, here's Tom Petty talking about Elvis, and they don't show Tom Petty. Yeah. I could have done a little bit of, like, you know, Tom Petty talking to the screen. Yeah. It was just 100% of, like... Here's some old things that these people are talking about. I'm like, I just want to see, you know, Bruce Springsteen right now because Bruce Springsteen's talking. Like, this, right. That would have made it so much better for me. Yeah, I hear you on that. Because they got so many good, uh, like, very notable people to talk about Elvis that. Well, he's the king. Mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, have you heard the lyrics to Jailhouse Rock, by the way? What did they just talk about this on? Was that on K-Fan as well? Were I don't they... know where. I heard it somewhere. and Number I was... 47 said the number three. You're the yes. cutest jailbird I ever did see. Yes. Yeah, there was something I was just listening to where they what had that What is kind going of... on with that? I don't know. The ex- Oh, my God. Yeah. You're, <laughs> You're the, the cutest, cutest jailbird, jailbird I ever, I ever did. did see. Well, it's because <laughs> a lot Are of gay you... sex happens in prison. I said there's a lot of gay There's a lot of sex in prison if you yeah. want there to be. Right. <laughs> Also, it starts off with the warden threw a party at the county jail. Okay, hmm. I'm going to listen, but I don't believe any of this. <laughs> well, it was the 50s, so you never know. Parties could have happened at the county jail. Yep. So I know some people that were in county jail. They all said it was a hoot. <laughs> was one of them number 47? <laughs> or was he number three? I hope he wasn't number three. He never told me, though. I mean, there's no response that number three didn't be like, hey, I don't swing that way. <laughs> yeah. It uh, doesn't mention that in the song. I mean, it just says, number 47 said the number three, that you're the cutest jailbird I ever did see. Yeah. I'm sure would be delayed with your company. I can't Come on and do the jailhouse rock with why me. Why is he doing all these songs? Like, Elvis wrote, like, three songs total in his Elvis life. Elvis didn't write any songs. That's, no, he wrote, like, two or three of them total. Uh, I... No, he has nothing to his name, though. Yeah, I'd be surprised if even he has three to his name. Mm, yeah. Pretty much everything he did was either a cover or written by somebody else. Right. Yeah. Just the way it operated back then. Well, that's not necessarily true because Johnny Cash was original. It's just that's not how it operated, per se. Well, I mean, but Elvis wasn't the... By him not doing his own, like, writing his own music, he wasn't, like, abnormal either. I mean, there was lots of artists back then that didn't write anything. And that's the same way it is today. There's, like, six or seven songwriters in Nashville. If you want to be on the radio, you got to play by their game. Yeah. Which, um, I was just reading about uh, Marin Morris in Rolling Stone, and I think she writes her own songs. I think she does. And I don't know. I'm I'm a little bit nervous about her new album. 
Haven't heard it. Uh, she doesn't. She's in the process of recording. Oh, it. okay. She recorded the last one. I'm. I was in Rolling Stone Country. I get the email every day. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> it's it's Rolling Stone doing country music, dude. It's right. not like what you think. It's not like let's cover Florida. No, it's it's real shit. Uh, it's like you know Willie Nelson and and like Shooter Jennings and all that stuff, but. She was saying something to the point of she got some advice from some guy, and it was like, the I was 24 when I wrote this last record, but now I'm 28, and I'm nervous about how it's going to be. And he's like, well, it should be like a snapshot of your life and all that stuff. And I'm like, well, her last record was really good, and now she's married and boring and doing pop songs, so I think she's done being good. Right. I think she's going to be done after this one. It's, it, but she'll be way more successful. Well, I won't the, like her anymore. Who was the gal that was on Saturday Night Live this last weekend? Casey Musgraves. That was like a country singer and, and like did a total pop song. Mm-hmm. Casey Musgraves, yeah. I think, is her name. I mean, it's kind of the... Casey, right? Yeah. I mean, Taylor Swift used to be country, and well, now she's that, more that pop. doesn't bother me at all, these people who cross over. Right, and it's just kind of the way... It is. It's just don't claim to be country as per se. Like don't don't claim to be country as your main genre. Because but a lot of them did for the first album or two albums or until they Yeah, because that's what their like label told them to do. And do you think younger stars have an easier time breaking out in in the country market than they do in the pop market, and that's it why they do it? seems like it. Like, they can get in there and establish their name like, in the country market? Like, we market. were just saying, like, Marin Morris, she's got a song with Zed on the radio. Yeah. That middle, that's, like, the biggest pop song right now, like, currently, today. That's, like, that's number one right now. Yeah. It'll be number one for, like, another week. And it's been number one for, like, two weeks. I don't know. I don't listen to a lot of country. I mean, I do, but I don't listen to. I I definitely do. Definitely, I don't listen to any pop country. I do, but I don't get it from my local FM radio right, station. Right, exactly. That's exactly where I'm at too. Um, I listen to more. It's not even country music. I listen to more bluegrass stuff like that. Like the new Trampled by Turtles is is it's an incredible album. Um, I'm really pissed off because my order shipped. Of my vinyl, and it showed up with, uh, I think, Peter Green, and I sent it back immediately. <laughs> I'm like, give me my Trampled by Turtles album. Where is it? So it was the wrong album showed up? Yeah, it's funny, because it had a Peter Green um, barcode on one end and a Trampled by Turtles barcode on the other okay. end. I'm like, yeah, you suckers scanned the TBT one, and I got the wrong one. Like, something's going on here. Well, it's supposed to show up again on Friday. Well, hopefully they get it right. I've listened to it, like, the new one, like, six or seven times now. It is beyond good. Like, I'm not even, like, the biggest Trampled by Turtles fan, but... They did, like, a Mumford & Sons-style album, and that's what it reminds me of. It's so good. Like, if you like that style of music, of no drum kits or anything like that, right. just string instruments. I was, I'm definitely going to listen to it, and, and, and I like their other stuff. I like the Dead Man Winter stuff. Yeah, Dead Man Winters is really good. Um, so. I, I shouldn't say that. Uh, I really liked his uh, one, his most recent album, Furnace. I didn't like the one before the end. Maybe I'll give it a listen tomorrow. I'm not going to say it's a no-skipper, 
there's like two skips on it, but overall, it's it's one of the best albums I've heard in a while. What are you listening to right now? Corey? Um, I'm listening to podcasts. I found a new one that I've been trying to catch up on. Um, it's called Disgraceland. Never heard of it. It is a. It is basically covers episode or um famous people fam- mostly musicians and like scandals or murders that they were associated with okay uh Jerry Lee Lewis Sid Vicious Sam Cooke no kidding uh Van Morrison Lisa Left Eye Lopez the Rolling Stones what's this called Disgraceland okay and then I've also been listening to uh, season two of In the Dark, but I only got like partway into the first episode. So, but I liked season one of that. So, murder mystery. Um, I mean, that's really what I've been listening to late. I mean, and then Armchair Expert and WTF and Disgraceland sounds really good. I want to hear the Sid Vicious one. Yeah, that's it's been interesting so far. The so. Sid and Nancy saga is yeah. insane. And that's that's they're only like five episodes into the entire thing, but like that's going to be their bit is is celebrities or fa- or mostly musicians they're going to focus on. Is it like a behind the music? But right, and then like deaths that they're like right. associated with. They need to bring back behind the music. By the way, they've taken enough hiatus. Did you see the Queen trailer for Bohemian Rhapsody? No, I was going to watch that tonight. Um, I did see Rami Malek, like, I've seen still shots of him in as Freddie Mercury, and he looks dead on with him. Yeah, the, the trailer looked really good. Um, I want to see, like, who plays, uh, uh, what's his name, Rogers or whatever, with the crazy white hair. He was the only notable person in that I noticed in the trailer. So. Okay, okay. I mean, you, you're more into that stuff, like, no, you know more of them actors and stuff than I do, so maybe you'll... You'll see somebody that you No, I'm going to see this movie regardless. Like, No, I mean, I'm yeah. just saying, like, maybe you'll see somebody in the trailer and be like, oh, I know that guy. Yeah. But there was nobody that I recognized. Um, Baywatch came to most streaming platforms, I think, outside of Netflix recently. The Rock Baywatch. Okay. And uh, Zac Efron's in it. And Zac Efron plays, like, this, like, uh, disgraced swimmer, like, Olympic swimmer, like a Michael Phelps guy. And... He's like trying out for to be on the Baywatch team, and they show like a like TMZ shows like all this footage of him like being on a talk show, and he's just so dumb, right? And I was watching so this the other day. So when you night. say disgraced swimmer, that he's like I don't Michael. remember what like if he got popped for PEDs, but or, like a Michael Phelps sort of like he's always like an Olympic or a competitive swimmer. Yeah. Okay. And <laughs> they're interviewing him on some talk show, and they're like. And he's just struggling to say anything. And they go, are you dyslexic? And he goes, uh, no, I'm Caucasian. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I turned it off. I'm like, this movie's so freaking funny. <laughs> so it's not a, it's not the Guardian brought to the beach. No. <laughs> where, where Ashton Kutcher was the disgraced swimmer. And then signed up for the Navy SEALs. Oh, good Lord. No, I thought you meant like the news organization. No. <laughs> the Guardian. <laughs> I had no idea that was a thing. Of course not. No, not You never close. saw that movie? No. Kevin Costner and Ashton Kutcher? No. Sounds like it's a great buddy movie. Um, 
based on a true story, if I remember correctly. But it's, you know, Ashton Kutcher is the... So was Steve Jobs with Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. But Ashton Kutcher is like the disgraced, like, he was like a high school, college swimmer that, like, broke, like, every record and then joined the SEALs, or not the SEALs, but the Coast Guard and to be a rescue swimmer and thought that he was, like, the cat's ass. And then Kevin Costner is the... Uh, you know, the, the grizzled vet that doesn't want to be the instructor because he thinks he should still be out saving people, sort of, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there's the whole... Would you say it's a good movie? Because it sounds better than Drumline. Um, I would put it... Hmm. In comparison to Drumline... I would put it in the same, like, category. You're going to watch it now, aren't you? No, I'm just circling Hiding Out. Oh. To remind myself to watch Hiding Out oh. so I don't have to watch Baby Geniuses. I want to watch Hiding Out in my new bar. This is a nice bar. <laughs> you got anything else this week? Uh, yeah, but it's going to bring the whole room down, so I think we're going to end it on a positive note. And that note is... Nothing. Nothing. Let's play some Cory and the Fireflies. Follow us on Twitter, at Pilsner Podcast. Buy a shirt from us, PilsnerPodcast.com. I am at T. Hillisheim. Corey is at Corey Jensen. Add him on Facebook, too, so we can argue with you. You could be the next Tony Iverson. That is true. It's already shining. You just must be blinded. Spend a lot less time banging my head against the wall. I'm gonna try to spend a lot more time just having.